And hello, you're listening and watching The Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein. And today, we have a very special guest joining us uh, by the name of Elise Stein. Elise is a young artist that joins us out of Nashville, Tennessee, and has her new hit single that's out right now called High that she wrote and helped co-produce. And we're going to talk to her about that and uh, some of the things that she's currently engaging in in the music industry, uh, is especially after COVID. We're going to get into a couple of questions about what the last two years have been like for young artists um, trying to make it in the business. And so this young lady has a lot of talent and a lot to, to talk about today. So we welcome Elise Stein to the show. Thanks for joining us today, Elise. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you. Well, wanted to start by asking you, how did you get started um, in the music in industry? Tell us, where does all that uh, longing to want to sing and be in the business, where does that come from? Well, it started when I was about maybe like three or four, and um, I actually got chosen to sing um, as an angel in like a school choir play. And that was really fun. And I was really like dressed up doing my little thing. Um, and then from there, um, I just continued with choir and I ended up joining a trio three girl singing group. And so we did a lot of cool different things. Um, at one point we had even auditioned for America's Got Talent. Um, but we ended up breaking up and even though we broke up, um, I knew that I still wanted to, you know, continue on and release music. So um, I've been powering through ever since and releasing music. So now um, that you're on your own, you're a single artist, tell us who is Elise Stein? Um, Elise Stein is an entertainer. I'm someone who really just wants to um, keep the audience entertain and I want them to um, really just be able to relate to the lyrics that I am singing. Um, not only do I sing, but I also model and do a little bit of acting. Um, so I'd like to see myself kind of as an all-around artist um, and all-around entertainer. Mm -hmm. What, in, in your opinion, what do you think that means to be an all-around artist and entertainer? Who are some of the people that you look up to that you consider to be uh, just that, all-around artists and entertainers? Um, someone like, you know, Jennifer Lopez or Janet Jackson. Um, I love Britney Spears, um, Aaliyah, just people who are doing it in every avenue. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, some uh, really um, awesome people that you're, you mentioned there to look up to. Um, it seems like now we don't have as many people um, that are maybe overall artists. Um, do you also play any instruments uh, when you're kind of putting together and, and do you write your own music? Um, well, I play just a little bit uh, of piano and guitar. And I do write my own music. Um, I do a lot of co-writes, but on all of the songs that I am singing on, um, I have been a part of the writing process. So let's talk about the process a little bit. How, how does that work? Do you just wake up and say, I think I have a tune, a, a little song in my head, or how do you, how, you know, for especially for young artists who are maybe trying to get started in the business like you were a couple of years ago, tell us, um, you know, how do you, how do you engage in the creative process? Because, you know, it is a process and it is something that you have to work at. It's not something that I think, <laughs> you know, just always comes naturally to, to certain people. Yeah, well, there's a few different ways um, that kind of it happens for me. Like, you know, some you said, do you just wake up? Well, sometimes actually I do dream of songs <laughs> and I do wake up and like jot it down, uh, which is very interesting to me that, you know, you might be able to dream of a song. Um, but most times what happens is that I am working with a producer and they will usually like have a beat for me or something. And then I um, kind of write on top of that beat. So that's mm -hmm. usually how it happens for me. 
Yeah. And typically, does that go pretty quickly or is that something that kind of really takes time to develop? Um, it's always definitely like, like we're saying, this is a process. So it kind of just depends. Like sometimes you might have songs in like, uh, 10, 20 minutes or so, but then also like you want to make sure that everything like is sounding good with it. So even though that time to write this song might've been a little bit short, um, it's still like an ongoing process because, um, you know, you have background vocals uh, that need to be in there and different sounds in the production. So it, it really just depends. But like I said, it's most definitely a process. Mm-hmm. So being a, a young artist, uh, I'd say the last two years have been a little crazy uh, with COVID and everything. Tell us what you've been doing over that time period and how has it been difficult Um, I would say it has been a little bit difficult because right around when uh, COVID hit, I was planning on um, releasing, I guess, another song. Uh, I had two songs, so I was going to do another Tattoo Lovin' um, remix that I was going to release in like March of um, whenever COVID hit. And then, um, of course, there's my song In Love Baby. Um, But that that stuff kind of got halted um, with COVID and what I've noticed in the industry is that a lot of people have not really been able to tour, which is, you know, a main source of like income for most artists that usually don't write their own songs. Um, So the touring process and just like playing live shows has, has definitely like been halted, but um, I know that things are, are slowly, but surely starting to come back up on that. So mm-hmm. would you have plans? Would you like to go on tour or do you just prefer maybe writing? Oh, no, I definitely want to be on tour one day. Um, actually, I'm kind of in the process of working on that right now and getting a live show together um, so that I'm ready to go on tour in 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, the latest single that uh, you mentioned that you were working on earlier uh, called High. Now, you you did write or co-wrote on that song, I guess. Yeah, I, I co-wrote on that. So it was me, Ryan um, Rasmussen. Uh, he also produced on it and then co-wrote with me. And and then we have Henry Greer and Kel Katz. Um, we all kind of uh, put in different parts to the song and um, it all came together. So what's the song about? Uh, the song is really about, you know, when you haven't been dating in a long time and you finally find someone that, you know, just really you connect with and they give you all the sparks and the butterflies um, that you get whenever you find someone that you really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long did it take to kind of put all that together with that particular song? Um, it might've been a month or so. I'm not really sure. Um, it didn't take too long to write it, but like we said, it's a process. So it could have taken a month. I, I don't remember. <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. Well, um, would you mind if we took a listen to hi and, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, after we, um, hear uh, a little bit of the song high uh, as we're engaging today. We'll go ahead and, and play a little of that. I get so high, I get so high off 
That was awesome. So that was a recent broadcast that you were on in Nashville, Nashville Today. Um, tell us about that. How did you how did you end up uh, going on, you know, uh, a pretty big broadcast here in Nashville, huh? Yeah. So I've uh, been working with a team that has been helping me um, with, you know, public relations and appearances and stuff like that. And um, they were able to get me on the Today and Nashville show uh, channel four. And it was a very awesome experience. And I enjoyed every minute of it. (laughs) I'm sure you did. So let's talk a little bit about um, your career overall, some of the other things that you're doing. So now you have also worked as a model for the Block Agency. Talk about that and how you got involved in modeling because you have really quite a career um, overall with all the different things that uh, all the different aspects of your career from doing YouTube stuff to um, modeling and commercials and acting and (laughs) singing and, uh, you know, holding it down on the real estate front. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the modeling aspect and then we'll move on to a couple of other things. So, um, you know, I know a lot of young people and the reason I'm asking this too, a lot of young people might be interested in um, doing something like this, becoming a model. And sometimes we think it's just a a simple, easy thing. Um, I guess you have to kind of apply and and make yourself known, but let's talk a little bit about how you actually uh, got involved in that. Uh, So I think I got involved uh, with the block agency back in uh, 2017. And at that time I was actually still in, uh, the girl group and one of the girls, um, that were older than me or that was older than me, uh, she was like, are you modeling? You know? And I was like, no. Uh, and she's like, well, you should be. And then, so, um, she gave me my agent's contact information and uh, she had a photographer, a photographer friend. Um, and so we set something up and I, you know, did a few different outfit changes and uh, I sent some of those pictures to um, my agent and he um, was like, he called me in for a meeting and we met and then he asked if I, um, you know, wanted to be signed with the block agency. And um, it's been history ever since then. So um, it's, it's definitely has provided me with a lot of great opportunities and just um, 
learning myself and my body and how to take pictures. And sometimes I think it it can be glamorous, but um, there's also a lot of hard work and uh, you know, you might have eight hour days, um, where you're shooting like 50, uh, pairings of clothes all together and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it can be fun though. But it's a job. <laughs> so tell me about some of the more fun projects you've got to do. I know you've done some music videos with, uh, some country artists. Talk about, uh, talk about that a little bit and some of the work that I've seen that you've done, um, with, uh, some, some pretty big artists, uh, not just, you know, I guess doing the music aspect, but also lifestyle, fitness, that, that type of thing. Yeah. So in terms of country artists, I've worked with a lot of different country artists now. Um, Actually, the last one that I worked with, um, his name is Cole Swindle. And uh, on this one, I actually did get to meet him and was in his music video for uh, Some Habits is the name of the song. And that was really cool. Um, The setup was awesome. It was like out in this, in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, uh, (laughs) cornfields and stuff like that. Just a bunch of plants. But um, that was cool. I've um, gotten to work with Tim McGraw on his um, fitness book. uh, And I actually got to meet him too. He was, he was actually like probably one of the most fit people I have ever seen. I was like, Tim McGraw, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, he was super nice though. And then um, so I was in Luke Bryan's Light It Up music video on this one. I didn't get to meet Luke Bryan, but I did get to meet uh, apparently this famous basketball player, which I am not, I don't watch sports. So, <laughs> oh, shame I, on you. I know. I had yeah. no clue who this guy was. I actually literally thought that he was another um, actor, you know, and so like, um, I knew there was something different about him because they were like treating him like a little bit special, but I just thought it was because he was like the main like character, right? So uh, (laughs) I was, uh, you know, chatting up a whole conversation with him and, um, you know, it was fine. It was whatever. And then like later on um, at MTSU, like talking to people, I'm like, does anybody know a guy named Jimmy Butler? And they're like, Jimmy Butler. And like, um, they were like, the famous basketball player Jimmy Butler. I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so like, I ended up like looking him up on you know Instagram, and he has like millions of followers. Like, was dating Selena Gomez allegedly? Um, oh my like, goodness! Okay, wow. Like, okay. So I was just a random guy, like, who's a famous basketball player. That's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so um, I guess uh, I think you've also done some stuff with uh, Pearl Clarkin and a couple of others. Uh, did you do something down down on the beach or? <laughs> um, I don't know if that video has ever been released, but she um, we definitely did a photo shoot for it. And um, I think the name of the song was Girls of Summer. So um, we, me, Pearl, and a few other girls, um, we compete in uh, pageants together. And so, uh, you know, she invited the girls of summer to be uh, in this photo shoot and um, a music video. And that was really fun. Um, but yeah, Pearl's a good friend of mine and she is a lovely country uh, singer. Her voice is, you know, phenomenal. So yeah, she's awesome. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you: you just mentioned a little bit about your pageantry um, and doing pageants. So tell me about that. That's a whole nother area um, that involves, you know, I guess swimsuit competitions and uh, questions and answers and just kind of strutting your stuff um, and, and I, I know uh, it's televised and all of that. So so talk about that uh, in terms of um, participating in pageants. Um, when did you start doing that? And let's talk a little bit about what that entails. Yeah, so I think the first ever pageant that I've did if I can remember correctly because I was like literally quite literally a toddler um 
I don't know. It might've been about like two or three. I, I don't remember, but um, that was cool. What I do remember from that pageant was like blowing the, the kisses to the judge. And I think that's why I got like pretty high up on there. <laughs> um, and then yeah, ever s- after that one, um, I don't think I did a pageant until I was in about seventh grade. And um, I competed in, I think it's called the America's National Teenager Scholarship Organization, ANSO. Um, and the reason why I did that one is, well, first, um, my mom, she said that she, she like pulled up this email or something and was like, um, hey, there's this pageant going on. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I go to school. <laughs> I go to school and one of my friends is, you know, actually competing at the same pageant. And I was like, well, if you're doing it, I want to do it too. Like, this is going to be fun now. And so I ended up competing and I actually think I got like first runner up in that one. And so um, for me, I was kind of like, whoa, I might actually be kind of like good at this. And um, there was scholarship money involved. And so I just um, continued to go and then competed um, in the national pageant uh, in Texas, San Antonio, Texas. And that was a whole thing. And then um, after that, I have also competed in the Miss Tennessee Teen USA two times. Um, Both times I placed in the top five. Um, And I actually, you know, um, the Chrisleys know best with Todd Chrisley and Savannah Chrisley. That was the year that um, I actually got to compete with Savannah Chrisley, my second time going through that competition. And, um, you know, while I might not have won, we did end up all of the runner ups um, and Savannah ended up in like People Magazine, E! News, The Insider, um, all of these different outlets. And so that was pretty cool that I'm able to say that I've been in all those different outlets um, because of pageants and, you know, volunteer opportunities and stuff like that. Um, And then I've also competed in the Miss Tennessee um, the Miss Tennessee pageant, which goes to Miss America, and also the Miss Tennessee volunteer pageant. And I've won um, probably just at around 10000 maybe over $10,000 in scholarship money at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I think a lot of people think that doing pageants, you know, it's great and all, but um, I don't think a lot of people realize, um, I guess, how much uh, money is at stake with some of the pageants. And um, I would say um, in terms of uh, getting an education, now you've gone to school, you've graduated. Um, what did that mean by, by you know winning that scholarship money? What did that mean for uh, how much debt uh, you may have had by the time you graduated? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the debt from going to school has, uh, decreased significantly. Um, and then just also having that money each semester go to, um, you know, tuition is like, oh, wow, I barely had to pay anything this semester for tuition. So just over the years, that's been like quite helpful and just being able to actually, um, you know, attend school and come out with less debt has, um, you know, I'm very grateful and thankful for um, that opportunity. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you too, with the pageants, you end up doing a lot of volunteer work. So what was your platform? Um, My platform was called Move to Stand. Um, It is an anti-bullying organization and um, back when I was in high school, um, I started the first Move to Stand chapter at my high school. So one day, um, the Move to Stand organization came to my high school and they um, had this assembly at the at the time, you know, I was like, oh, this probably isn't going to be worth my time. Um, but then they had us uh, go into the gym and line up on this big long line and they asked us a series of questions, um, you know, like, have you ever been called fat, stupid, ugly, um, just questions like that. And every time, you know, they asked us that we would step over the line if that situation had happened to us. And by the end of them asking a series of questions like those, all of my classmates and myself had crossed over the line 
And so um, at that point, I kind of realized that bullying was something that had not only affected me, but actually all of my peers. And so, um, you know, the first time I had ever gotten bullied, it was actually because of the way that my hair looked. Um, I had been called a lot of offensive names um, when I was growing up. And so in that moment back to the gym, you know, I realized, hey, this is something that affects everyone. And so I wanted to do something about it. And so that's why I started the Move to Stand chapter um, at my high school. And um, a lot of kids were on board with it. And um, I think I even got nominated for the Governor's Volunteer Stars Award. And also, um, uh, let's see, there's a lot of other stuff that has um, happened because of that. I think I was... um, Actually, I was nominated for the National Brand Ambassador for the International Anti-Bullying Organization. Um, And then just being able to actually, uh, upon graduating from high school um, and then going into college, getting to work with the actual Move to Stand organization and travel to schools um, has been great. Um, With the pandemic, you know, that the way that, you know, you communicate with the children change from going in person to actually um, me, myself, creating anti-bullying videos um, and just videos for the students to be sent out um, has kind of changed and we have adapted, but it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you were actually going into the schools and meeting with the students, what kind of reactions did you get often from students after you spoke? You know, did, you know, did they ever come up to you and say, yeah, I've been bullied too? I mean, how prevalent is that problem? Well, you know, the reactions vary because we have kids that are like, I want to be a princess too. Or like, how do you get your crown to stay on your head? (laughs) So, And then there's, um, you know, there's girls who are like that look just like me and they have all their naturally curly hair out and they're like, wow, they come up and they give me a hug and they're like, thank you so much for talking about this because, um, I went through the exact same experience as you. And so, I don't know, it's just heartwarming to kind of hear their stories and to be able to help them. But they're not only helping, or I'm not only helping them, but they're also like helping me because, um, I don't know, it's just very like heartwarming to be able to kind of um, hear their stories. Yeah, so... um... Do you think that uh, you will do any pageants in the future? Now, you spent, uh, I guess, the last two years as Miss Chattanooga? Yeah, Miss Chattanooga Volunteer. So um, I competed in the Miss Tennessee Volunteer um, Program, which goes to the Miss America Volunteer Program. Um, And like I said, I've competed in the Miss Tennessee Program, which goes to Miss America and the Miss Tennessee Teen USA um, which goes to Miss USA or, uh, or Miss Teen USA and then Miss Universe. And, um, you know, kind of when I started out um, with the Miss Tennessee Teen USA program, like I always really did want to go back and eventually compete for the Miss Tennessee USA program. So I'm thinking about competing in that one um, again as uh, Miss Tennessee USA. Um, so I don't know if that will be this year or next year or whatever that might be, but I think I probably will eventually return. Mm-hmm. And what are your hopes? You know, like sometimes when people, I guess, participate in those types of things, you know, eventually there's a goal in mind. Uh, you know, h- how do you uh, plan to to impact or change the world maybe through some of the the opportunities like this that you you are very fortunate to have? Well, um, I think that with pageants, you, once you are, once you're crowned, you're basically given um, a megaphone to be able to speak about your platforms and um, reach as many people as possible. Now, you don't have to be in a pageant to help people or reach people, but it certainly does help um, extend that reach and um, give you opportunities to work with people um, like the governor or um, people who can change um, your community. Um, It gives you reach to those people to be able to help you with whatever you're trying to do. Um, And so I think a goal for me would be 
um, being Miss Tennessee USA and then going to be Miss USA and then going to be Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be something if I could help the whole universe, right? Yeah, I would definitely, you know, with each title um, that you c- progress with, um, you're able to reach more people. And that's something that I really enjoy about pageantry. One thing I want to ask that I know some people probably want to know is, you ever get nervous up there? I mean, you know, it's all these people watching you and all these cameras on you and it's being broadcast and it's not just going out in that local community. Now it's on the internet and people all over the world can watch, um, you know, and, and I've, you know, been told certain famous people might be watching sometimes, you know, just seeing. So yeah. uh, do you ever get nervous up there? Um, I think I get nervous actually, uh, when I have to sing like an opera song or like, you know, I think the singing is like, uh, the most actually nerve wracking part just because, um, you never know what could happen or like you could forget a lyric or something and everybody's watching, but all the other stuff, like, um, I don't know. I don't really get so much nervous for that. I actually kind of find it fun (laughs) a little bit, uh, (laughs) And I, I think my favorite part of the competition is actually swimsuit. Um, so, yeah, I I love that part. Um, it's fun. And then also being able to kind of show off how hard you have worked um, is another thing that I kind of look forward to because I am someone who is um, hardworking and dedicated. And so I like to be able to be like, this is what I've done. What have you done? <laughs> So let me ask you, though, um, now they they categorize, you know, certain areas, I guess, you know, you have interviews, you have swimsuit, you have all these different things, um, you know, and I guess they're broken out by percentages uh, when they're actually uh, judging. Um, how hard is it to, you know, have to be out there and, uh, you know, I'll just say we know there's been a lot of controversy, you know, regarding, um, the swimsuit competition. Obviously you don't seem to have a problem with that. No, I I don't. Like I was saying, I think there's something to first off a, you know, having discipline and living a healthy lifestyle and kind of being in a routine of things like, um, it can be actually like really hard to be in a routine and stay dedicated and uh, on a regiment. And so um, kind of being able to show people um, through your body or by, you know, if you have like abs or something like that, people are like, when they see that they're like, she's dedicated because you can't really, you can't really fake that. Um, So yeah, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do. But um, I will say a lot of girls have suffered from eating disorders. Um, It's not all fun and games. And sometimes that's the ugly side of it. You know, there may be people who have, um, you know, some some serious problems or illnesses. What do you say to to those girls uh, about how do you balance, um, you know, I guess the whole look that you're trying to achieve with also being healthy? Um, well, you just said it healthy. You're trying to be healthy. And so by you, you know, not eating or doing crazy things to your body, like people can also see that too. Um, if you're starving yourself, um, nobody kind of wants to see somebody who is skin and bones because that actually really does not look healthy. Um, and people can see that. So, you know, it's, it's about being healthy. And so that means, um, eating healthy, uh, you have protein, vegetable, carbs, fat, all this stuff that goes into your diet that makes it, um, very nutrition or nutritional. Um, and so you're, it's like, you can't, um, you can't be healthy if you don't, your body has to have enough fuel to be able to gain muscle. And so I don't understand people who, um, you know, I just wouldn't, I don't understand that because you can't, uh, get the look that you're really trying to achieve a look of health, um, by not eating. 
So, um, and then also to uh, working out, um, making sure like for me, uh, I love to actually do group workout classes because um, it's just very motivating, right? If I'm doing a workout on my own, it's like, well, I don't know. Sometimes I might, you know, either A, not be, not know like what to do or um, be like, want to give up. Um, but if I do attend a group workout class, it's like, it's empowering because like not only girls are there, but guys are there. And so it's kind of like, well, if they're not giving up, like, I don't need to give up either. Like I can do this too. So mm-hmm. getting the motivation and um, eating healthy. And then also too, like that being on a, on a level of working out and eating healthy, like really can lift your spirits. Like, I don't know if you've ever worked out in the morning, but every time after I work out in the morning, um, I feel great throughout the day. So I think that's important also for mental health. Mm -hmm. Is your routine a lot different as you are training? You sound like a, the, an athlete training for a triathlon or something, you know, like all these different things that you're doing. Is your life a lot different when you're preparing for a pageant? Um, I would say yes. Um, it just kind of depends because right now I'm not, um, really preparing for a pageant, but, um, previously before, like, even if I was not preparing for a pageant, I would still be working out. So, you know, it just, it, it can definitely like change or be a little bit more strict during pageant time. But for me, like, I kind of like to work out regardless of whether I'm doing a pageant or not. Right. But you have to really, really push yourself. Um, that means getting up early, right? Sometimes and things like that. And really, you know, just watching the whole day and what you're what you're doing for that day. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to run a little commercial. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that uh, coming up for the holidays. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. A lot of things have come to a screeching halt due to COVID-19, but you should know that the court system in Tennessee is still open and holding in-person hearings for orders of protection and other types of abuse cases. If you have a hearing date, double-check on where your hearing will be held. If you need assistance on an order of protection or temporary restraining order, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443 or visit our website at www.las.org. And welcome back. You're listening to the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein. And today we are here with Elise, who is an up and coming recording artist out of the greater Nashville area. And um, Elise, um, it's been interesting learning about all these different things that you have going on. Um, wanted to, to ask you um, about... Also, you know, I, I think uh, you've mentioned you have uh, done some real estate. Um, it's a whole nother area. Um, tell us about that, how you got involved in, in uh, the real estate market. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you know, I graduated from Middle Tennessee State University in December of 2019, right? And then about two months after that, COVID hit. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of starting to panic a little bit because I didn't have a job yet. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do? Like, tr- just trying to figure things out. And um, I think come around like May or June, um, I have, uh, you know, a friend and his name is Chad Wallers. And he is like one of the top producing agents um at village where i'm at now and he kind of um sat down and took the time to talk with me and just really explain like how it works and what next steps would be um to become a real estate agent and so after just kind of talking with him and um hearing his point of view it kind of motivated me more so to just even like take the real estate classes and um, get my license. So I went ahead and did that. It took me about a month or so to, um, go over all the coursework, um, and pass the tests. Um, and I scheduled the tests, uh, the national and state exam in 
I think December or I don't know, maybe October. I, I, I don't remember. It's a timeline, but uh, you got it done. That's what's important, right? Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. So, um, and then in January, I hung my license with Village Real Estate. Um, and about a month or so ago, I just switched full time and it has been really great. I love it. Um, I feel empowered when I, when I'm in the real estate business and, um, it has also like, I've been able to put to use my public relations, advertising and marketing, uh, degree. Um, I love doing the social media for it, putting together presentations, um, and then also understanding contracts and then being able to explain that to potential buyers or, um, sellers. I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. And I like the flexibility in my schedule. Mm -hmm. But is it hard? You know, like it really takes a lot of guts, doesn't it, to get out there on your own and you either have to sink or swim. So how hard is it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely challenging. But although it's challenging, it's empowering. So <laughs> um, it's definitely not for the week. But... <laughs> so yeah, um, any it. any interesting stories that have happened? You know, um, is your hard Ooh, work paying you know, off? Um. I have a funny story. So actually this goes back to Chad. So uh, before I think I got my license, um, he was taking me to the 505 building in downtown Nashville, um, high rise building. And um, so we went and toured the place that uh, like looked at some uh, listings and then we came back down to the garage where we had parked and uh I don't know what had happened on that day, but I guess like his key to the door, um, like the door in the garage, cause the garage was like gated off. Um, so that not everybody could like park up there where residents park. And so the key was not working. So, um, he was like, well, we will just, um, go under after another car <laughs> goes. Right. And so, you know, they, it, it like closes down, but it also has like the little, um, I don't know what it's called, but it goes up and down when a car goes in. Right. The so, little gate that, that comes up and down, right? Yeah. yeah but I there, think that's what there were two about. of them on this one, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So he goes under, you know, a car finally comes up, he goes under. And then, like, I'm over in my hills, like, going under, like, following him, like, oh, Lord. And um, I was not fast enough, right? I got hit in the head. <laughs> by the thing that goes down i was like you know you can see the little birds and the stuff coming out of my head i'm like what the world is did i really just get hit right now like, oh crazy. no crazy. so um yeah i you know whenever i make my first million i will definitely be like oh, chad you remember that day when i uh you took me to the 505 and i got hit in the head by the uh <laughs> garage thing i don't know well uh, I, I guess if that didn't scare you off, you know, I guess they figure you're good, <laughs> man. So, um, so tell me about, um, uh, some of your other music. Um, I know that, uh, you mentioned a song to me called, uh, the holidays. Uh, let's talk about that song a little bit and what, obviously we're coming upon the holidays this time of year. Um, tell us about, uh, that inspiration for that song and how how that came about. Yeah. So um, there are three other people in the song. Um, so it's myself, uh, Kel, Josh Wolf, and then Thorell Marchetti. And so um, we, I think we kind of like, I can't really quite remember everything, but um, you know, Thorell did his rap part on it. And then I think me, Josh and Kel kind of um, went through it and uh, we wrote the chorus of it. And basically um, the song is kind of about, so most people on Christmas, you know, some people think it's all about the gifts um, and stuff like that. But the song is really about, um, you know, what the real gift is, is people's presence. So, um, mm -hmm. I think it's a gift to be around your loved ones and, mm -hmm. um, you know, gifts like physical objects aren't 
everything. I think what's most important are the connections that you're making with people. Um, so yeah. That's kind oh, it's of- so beautiful. No. <laughs> um, well, let's uh, take a listen to uh, the song, The Holidays. Uh, I'm going to pull that up and, and uh, take a quick listen. Mr. Brown, I've looked over your record. It looks good, but this is paper. What have you learned? During my imprisonment, I've lost everything. Friends, family, and those that I thought they loved how are you going to get them back? Well, I had a lot of time to spend alone with God, and I learned to listen. Mr. Brown, I'm going to give you a job. You're going to start at the bottom. Oh, Mr. Brown. Is this your daughter? Yes, ma'am, it is. Oh, she's lovely. Thank you so much. I haven't seen her in 10 years, but... 10 years? 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Maybe this year. Thank you so much. I hope so. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I wonder what it would have been like. I wonder what she's doing now. Scud plot. Man. It's like it done came to that time of year again, man. Another year down, man. Family coming together, man. Putting like old thing behind. We got a lot of love this year, right? Right? Just say we give it all back. What you think about that? You had just one wish for Christmas. Tell me what you want to see. Is there stockings by the fire? Presents laying by the tree. Oh, do you see it snowing early morning? Sun is shining, kids are rising, all the family. Oh, the sweeter the love, the bigger the gift. Bring the ones you treasure all together for the holidays. The deeper you care. holiday party and you're invited let's come together close to the fire sipping hot chocolate feeling inspired what a wonderful feeling being close to the family mom and daddy auntie and granny all of my cousins a lot of my friends let's keep this love all the way real to the end Take care. the sweeter the love the bigger the gift bring the ones you treasure all watching the holidays uh, music video with uh, Elise Stein, who is on our show right now today. And Elise, so um, 
Can you kind of walk us through real quick what we were watching there? What tell us the storyline? Um, the storyline is about a guy who um, had just gone out of prison and he had not seen his daughter in about I think ten years or so, and so um, he was kind of like imagining what life would have been like if he would have been there for her um, if he hadn't gone to prison. Um, so it was kind of showing, you know, what life would have been like. But however, that's not reality. So you see the girl and then you see another older girl. Well, this is what reality actually is. Um, the little girl has is actually grown, right? So, um, yeah, he's imagining what's, what life would have been like. And then eventually he... Um, finally finds his daughter and um, is there to be a part of her life. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, that's coming up. A lot of people probably might want to know where they can like find you, see some of your songs, your videos, uh, your pageantry, everything. Is there, is there a a hot spot where we can find all this stuff? Tell us, um, how can we download your music and how can we read more about you, find out more about you? Um, well, all this information is on my website at www.elisestein.com. And as far as social media goes, um, my Instagram name is at Elise Stein Music. And for finding my music and streaming it, um, it's on all streaming platforms. Uh, and, and then, you know, the music videos that you just had seen, um, you should be able to find at Elise Stein on YouTube, or you might even, it might still be Elise Stein Music on YouTube, but even regardless, if you type in Elise Stein, you should be able to find it. Mm-hmm. And what about um, if like, let's say somebody wanted you to go on tour, who do you want to go on tour with? Hey. <laughs> Ooh, um, let's see. Justin Bieber right now. But yeah, um, I love Madison Beer and ooh, Harry Styles. Come on, Harry. <laughs> He's, I, love I don't know if you've been seeing his like stuff on TikTok, but uh, every day they're like people from his concert, like you know, video recording him, and he's always doing something crazy or like people are like r- proposing, and then he's like has commentaries, like you know, it's all surprised and stuff. It's funny, but anyways. <laughs> So a uh, lot of lot of good artists. What about um, like uh, I, I guess who are some of the top uh, top people out there? What about Beyonce? Is Beyonce touring? <laughs> Honestly, Probably. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I don't want to go on her tour because <laughs> you just like throw me over in the water. Oh, no. I can't go out there anymore. <laughs> oh come on! You have to have faith in yourself, man. You know they had to start somewhere too. You know that's what you have to remember, and you know just keep working at it and keep trying, and you know all will come together. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come on the Celestine Show today. We really appreciate it, Elise, and we wish you the very best in your career. Um, and uh, we hope to hear you back here in maybe a year or so and letting us know all the fabulous things that have happened over the course of the year. This is all the time we have for now. We thank you so much all for listening in and watching. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or other streaming platforms, we thank you for joining us and we'll see you again in two weeks for our next episode. Thank you and enjoy your day.